Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Kafaru Cast. It's a beautiful Monday morning. We had a great weekend. This is our third attempt at this podcast. Uh, first time we had some technical difficulties. Second time Dave came in, so we figured, what the hell, have Dave come in. So our third attempt, we've got Dave, Dave Ziegman on the mic. Dave, Dave is the research and development for Yeti Bikes. Dave, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Dave, how many how many bones have you broken? Oh, I lost count. But it's less than concussions I've had for sure. <laughs> I shit you not, Dave's got three ankles. I mean two and a half knees. No, I mean what? You've you've broken your leg. Uh I bro- I've I've broke my kneecap, both ankles severely. Feet. Didn't you break your shit so bad it was just swinging and it was hitting rocks because you had to get pedal back? I may or may not have broke my foot off completely, <laughs> uh, minus the Achilles and, and then the you skin. Had to ride back a few miles, right? I had to coast down the hill. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my coworkers at the time, I was testing a bike and hit my handlebar on a rock and got flung off a cliff. And I ran out of it, which was awesome. But I ran off a cliff. Oh. And I fell, you know, thirty feet down the hill onto my feet like a cat, of course. Um, but I dislocated my foot off. Dave, uh, Dave doesn't feel pain. Yeah, Dave, you are. I okay. So in a snowstorm, Dave was in his underwear. Were you naked? No, I just didn't have shoes on. You didn't have pants on either. No, I had them rolled up. You were wasted. Either way, it was cold as shit, and Dave was in the water. I mean, deep in the water fishing. I went and started the fire because uh, that's the way I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our first camping trip with Dave. That's when and, I got uh, hit by the. The giant tree. Dave got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Dave was getting firewood. We heard a big crash, and then Dave came out ten minutes later, and his head was bleeding. Did you say? I think I got knocked out, and then we like took off his beanie. Had a huge gash in his head. He was bleeding fucking everywhere. (laughs) We're like, Jesus, Dave. The funniest thing though comes back with a shitload of wood. Yeah. Oh, what was I gonna not do my job? (laughs) So we um we shot yesterday at the. Grand opening American Bowman 3D tournament, which was pretty cool. That's what this one was about. So it's good Dave's here because Dave shot a uh, trad bow quite a bit longer than I have. Although I guess trad is bad to say now, according to the internet. What? what? I don't know. Stay, I just read shit. the internet. It's a scary place. I, it's bad. I what do they want to call it? You're not right either way. Yeah, what, you what go you on shit gold, they'll be mad that you didn't wipe or something. I mean, just <laughs> can't win. Um, but, They're going to uh, take away your trad bows. There's going to be a march next month. Wow. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but we shot, it was two 20 target 3D courses. Um, American Bowman, this is the third attempt. I remember shooting it in like 2000, 2001, two. It was up on 285, um, just up from the hogback and, and from Denver or whatever anyway. And then they moved it again. Um, that got closed down. And this is the third attempt, which looks like it's good to go. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in a good, good location. I, I like it. People I can't need, complain about traffic and parking and shit because there's nothing around there. As far as for practice goes, I thought it was money. Like, yeah, it was couldn't. great shots up and down steep cliffs in the timber, and you had you had some you stuff that you could deflect off of. Talking to that microphone, <laughs> <laughs> deflection. Yeah, you there could was. get deflections. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, Frank, we're gonna go through what you have for a setup. We've done this once already, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> this should be pretty smooth. I had my hunting bow, so I had the uh, new Prime Synergy. Um, we call it the Dijon killer over at no limits, Texas tan. He calls it Texas tan. I think it's a nice shade of 
Dave's skin color. <laughs> you don't want to leave that motherfucker down out east. You ain't going to find it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very light tan color. Would you call that lost in the sand color? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 70-pound, 28-inch uh, draw, AE Prophecy Rest, Spot Hog, 7-pin Hoggett Sight, um, 300-spine Axis Arrows, 125-grain tip, standard 16-grain uh, aluminum insert, 4-fletch AE Stealth Max with 4-inch um, boning wraps. I said boning. Boning, boning. Yeah, and you're uh, shooting a Scott Anchor release, Scott Anchor, right? Two finger? Two finger release, yep. Now, Dave, you're shooting a hawk, right? No, I was shooting my Chastain. The Wapiti? The Wapiti. Yeah. So Dave's got. It's a haggard two. looking bow, but you shoot that one pretty good. You got two, you go back and forth with really a hawk and the Wapiti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what um, What arrows were you shooting? You usually was, shoot Beemans, don't you? No, I was shooting Maxima Blues. Maxima Blues? Yeah, 250s with 300 up front. Those bastards aren't cheap. No, they're they're not. And they're not really that durable. No, that's why I quit shooting them. <laughs> Took one hunt down south. <laughs> yeah. like, fuck these things. Very, very good arrow, just not, not super Those durable. Those are the dynamic spine arrows. Mm-hmm. They tune really well, and they're really forgiving. That's why I like them. But they are expensive, and they are not very tough. But, I mean, for me, whatever. It's worth you know, I'm going to break something either way, so might as well have something that shoots <laughs> yeah. better. You're used to breaking shit, aren't you, Dave? Well, I didn't. I didn't throw them, so... No, Dave has ground tune. That is a good thing about a stick bow. You can ground tune it and not have too many adverse <laughs> effects. But. Somebody was talking about you ground tuning the other day at RMS Gear. You threw Recently. one out of the tree stand? One came out of the tree stand and ended up in the tree. <laughs> you just and wanted it to go home yeah, with its friends. I was in an unhappy place. I was having a little uh, hitch in my shooting for the last little couple you weeks. You shot good yesterday, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I shot like a 340. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, so you guys told me, because I know jack shit, I've only shot in a few 3Ds that 8s is good, right? 8s all around. That's really good. I don't, I don't, I couldn't count on two hands the number of guys that can go out to a 3D range, especially one they've never been to and shoot a 320. I mean, dudes that have been shooting forever, guys that are new. I mean, I mean, look at when we were going to those tournaments a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was two or three of us breaking 300, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just not that common. You know, there's, you know, Tom, of course, and then Fuji shoots really well, and a couple of those guys in that group, and then Paul and, yeah. and you, and there's just not a whole bunch of people that are really shooting above above par, I would say, on a consistent basis. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, Yesterday I shot on the back half 912s. That's yeah, ridiculous. yeah. I, it was fucking ridiculous. Did he beat you, Frank? Huh? Did he beat you? Yeah, I think I so. Did. Yeah. I beat everybody in the second yeah. round. Um, but man, I put not. We'll go back to this, but I that bow and that clicker. I mean, it's a different level. Yeah. Like I shortened my draw. That was smart of me. Um, but yeah, I just. You know what I missed? Targets at fourteen fucking yards is what I missed. I didn't miss, but what I shot fives on. Mm-hmm. I got obviously practice shooting closer because i mean what did i shoot five fives on close to on target sub 15 uh sub whatever those were i'm guessing they're 14 to 16 yards i just didn't know where to i don't practice that close got me all fucked up but but the uh so you're shooting 264 frank is that right feet per second yeah yeah 264 265 yeah that don't even matter for us i think i'm 182 or that's that's exactly what i'm at i'm at 182 with a 570 grain arrow yeah, and I'm at 588 and 182 or 4, give or take. Um, and then, yeah, I just put the clicker on two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
shortened my draw, and that's been a game changer. I think I was overextended. Uh, didn't really, and that was that really helped to clean up my release on my hand. So my arrow flight was unbelievable. I didn't have any. I only had one left arrow all damn day. Um, no two. One was off that cliff, though. I got all fucked up on that cliff because I had to leave my bow all crooked. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kill shot. the clicker, man, I tell you, that thing's been money for me. Um, and then you, Frank, you went to two eyes open Yeah. recently. Yeah, I've been shooting one eye open for, for since I started. I, I guess. shot I'd... both eyes closed for a long time. It <laughs> <laughs> still worked out, I guess. <laughs> Spray yeah. and pray, is that what you call it? Well, that was a totally different hobby, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that why we stopped at the come and go on the way? <laughs> that was the ejaculate evacuate gas station. Had to get some Copenhagen. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so I started shooting two eyes open recently, just shooting indoors on, on the five spot. And it takes a little bit of getting used to training your eye to not see double, I guess. Um, but I feel like I'm shooting better shooting both eyes open compared to just the one eye open yeah no you shot good it takes some getting used to though i think what it is it takes him too long to shoot because when i blurs up or doubles is what was going on yeah so i think by the time you should shoot about five seconds after that you do and there's some movement going on because <laughs> do the funniest oh, shit is count- he starts taking these photos on uh so on, when on his repeat. clicker goes off Right. And I'm on rapid fire. Yeah. I count three seconds and hit the button. <laughs> now, this is one of the fastest frames per second camera that can technically supposedly fire 45 in a row. It's still, he didn't shoot. So it's like. He probably thinks I'm doing it on purpose. And then I just stopped Click. and he'd shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I mean, yesterday when I was editing, I had seven sets of photos of Frank at full draw of like 40. Do you have the wicked slow hinge going on? Mm, it's not It's not too slow. I've, I've sped it up from what they were. I have one that's pretty slow, but I mean, I've got three or four of them. Are you looking at the target with both eyes or do you... Do you like peep with one eye? Like when I wish when I shoot a compound, I shoot both eyes open, and I look at the bubble with my left eye, and I look through the peep with my right Good eye. Good lord, you're sounding like a fucking Apache pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go crossed, and then I shoot. No, I mean I, <laughs> then I, I try trigger. to keep the right eye dominant and kind of. I guess it's hard to explain, but you kind of try to ignore the left eye somewhat and look through the pins with your right eye. That's at least what I'm, I'm doing. I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, I mean, I basically look through the pin and look at the target. Um, but, I mean, once you do it long enough, you kind of have your own, which is, I think, where he's going to get at. Once he does it long enough with two eyes, it's hard to get used to at first. But, I, um, yeah, I mean, it was good. And I, the, the clicker ain't coming off my bow, but I don't. you don't like it. I don't know if I'm just stubborn or Probably my, stubborn. Form, my form is so weird that – you do have weird form. You're super extended. Super extended, and I shoot from pretty much a dead release. And yeah, I don't know. Every time I try it, I shoot like a foot and a half left and a foot and a half high. Yeah. And uh, I get so worried about the damn clicker going off, I stop focusing. I, the target goes blurry for me. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I had to shorten the draw that I learned real quick was I am not a 30-inch draw. I mean, I can draw it to 30, but... Uh, 29 and a half roughly is up 29 and 38 somewhere and i haven't checked it but is where i'm good can still extend got room for movement or expansion um and uh where i was at before when i was extended i'd be pulling and pulling it to the point where i would just try to muscle my way through it fucking head turning red chest pushing out like it looked like it's giving birth right mm-hmm. and then uh 
and I decided that that probably needed a different, needed to set that up a little differently. Yeah, if I wasn't so stubborn or so set in my ways or whatever, I probably would benefit from some sort of a trigger system or whatever it is. I mean, I'm, I know that if I get to my ink, you know, I don't ever shoot out of a, I always get to an anchor. I'm never snap shooting. Yeah, you're not snap shooting, no. But as long as I get to my anchor and I can get to the point where I can get mechanically locked in with my, you know, my humerus is aligning, yeah. then I shoot really, really well. It's the days that I'm fatigued where I can't really, like, you know, clunk into that that mechanical state, that whole feet of position mm-hmm. that I have some offs. And, you know, I, I think that for you, it's it's super beneficial. For one thing, you're, you know, you're twice as strong as I am. So you can sit there and work through it. You know what I mean? And you can move through the weight of that bow a little bit better. Yeah. You know, and I'm closer to my max of a weight of a bow that I could shoot than you are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could go get a 70 pound bow and yeah. you'd be fine. Like you might not shoot it as well. But you could probably shoot it as close to as way as I shoot my bows that are close to my bows are what almost sixty at my draw because I'm over thirty. But yeah, and that's about I'm thinking I'm fifty eight or something yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm to the point where I can't shoot a bow well at a forty shot three D target range. You know, if it's over fifty eight pounds thirty. Yeah. If it gets above that, you know, if I start shooting my fifty three pound limbs on some of my bows, my shooting goes down the toilet in a hot second. Yeah, I stayed at full draw on video the other day for probably 30 seconds, maybe, 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, with uh, with Tom? Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I was shaking like a cat shit and razor blades by the end of it, but I can hold that thing at full draw for quite a while. So I know I could go up and wait. I don't think I ever will. I'm happy here. I got plenty of ass behind that arrow, so I'm I'm good. But, but you could also pull a truck out of a ditch. And I cannot. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely I can muscle my way through. He's got strong forearms. <laughs> yeah. My right one is stronger than my left. I entered a tournament once, and I can switch from my left to my right without missing a stroke. It landed me third place. <laughs> Who was first and second? They were from Arkansas. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then the other thing we talked about, we're going back and forth between traditional, not trad. Um, oh, dude, no abbreviations, Is that like saying bro. fridge and refrigerator? I don't know. It's it's funny. Like, what is trad? It's like traditional archery, whatever. It's traditional to say traditional. They, when did abbreviation start? Mm, I don't know. This is, uh, wh- what is the 1800s, Alex? I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, my lanta. Um, single pin or multi-pin. So when I shot, I damn near shot a multiple pin side as good as a single pin. But I've gotten used to a system where I don't mind holding, if it's 37, the 30 in one spot and aiming off of where you should be or the 40 lower. But you get a little screwed up with that where you think you'd be much better shooting a single pin. Um, For 3D, yeah. I mean, for hunting, I'd rather shoot a a, um, several or multi-pin or whatever you want to call it. But for 3D, I mean, I feel like it's just more precise. Doesn't that put you in a different category? What does that put you in? The pros? Do I get one of those sweet spot hog shirts like that one guy? You get a NASCAR looking t-shirt? <laughs> I bet that yeah. guy may have been laboring going up the hill. He There's was a, a rather large man. Yesterday. Yeah. And that was higher altitude. Even Frank and I got winded a couple of times. We were hauling ass up that hill. Frank was like, are you winded? And I'm trying to like play it off like I'm not. I'm like sitting there. <laughs> trying, to, trying to hold the camera still. <laughs> Alex was uh, Alex was all gung-ho. He's like, I can't wait to put 40 pounds up here and do this range like three times in a row at full speed. I'm like, dude, you need to drink a little less coffee. Everybody settle down. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I don't uh, – I go up there. I'm definitely not going up there for cardio. I'm going up there to shoot. I do enough cardio on my own. Um, but uh, that's one thing nice with that course, not to bounce around too much. I was talking to them, you know, as long as you stay in line with the 
stakes on the week. You can you can back her up pretty good. I mean, I think I probably I don't know, Frank, tell me to pound sand, but if we would have skipped the close targets and stretched those things out to twenty five to thirty five, I bet my score would have been twenty points, thirty points higher than it was. Those close ones just fucked me. Yeah, I got <laughs> I mean I, I don't understand you know how that works. I think you must focus harder on longer targets or something. And I think you think the short ones are layups or whatever because you know there was that antelope at like ten yards. Yeah, I shot a five on that. Then the next two <laughs> two targets later, there's a turkey at twenty five yards. I twelve yeah. the thing. Yeah, like how does that happen? Unless it's just blind luck or something. I think they have some of your guys' trad shots too close anyway. I just if I get that close to all the animals this year, yeah, I'm gonna fucking charge to give stocking classes next year because that's close, man. But for me, I just need to practice closer up. I just because I shoot instinctive close and point on farther. Fuck, man, I pulled that thing up. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't know. You know what? I when I was having a problem when I was getting into the whole 3D shooting thing when I first came a member out at the range out here, I was having to say I would shoot over every close target. Yeah, and. So I started gun barreling my arrow. Before I drew, I would get to my position and I would look <laughs> down my arrow to make sure it's pointed somewhere near the 12. And then I would draw and it turns out it helps a lot. You yeah. know, like you just, oh, wait a minute. I'm a foot and a half over the target. No wonder I keep missing. Yeah. You know, because I don't know, maybe your spatial awareness or your instinctual aim doesn't work that close for some people. I but think I would have been able to squirrel shoot it better on some of them and just half draw and aim down the arrow and let her rip. Fuck, I was getting irritated. <laughs> Tom Clum, some of those things. Oh, man. Well, there was a point. I shot six 12s in a row or five? I think, I'm not sure, five, I think. Five. And I shot a fucking five on like a 14-yard target with a good shot. I mean, I didn't have any lefts and rights. I was low in the armpit. And, I, I mean, I went to full draw and I'm like looking and I'm like, maybe I'll, I'll actually look at my point. Yeah, it's like five feet below the target. I'm like, huh, well, that's not going to work. Shit. Right. So I had a problem with a couple of those uphill shots that were very steep because mm -hmm. my front shoulder starts getting squirrely because that's my really bad shoulder. So it feels like it's like a CV joint with a boot all blown out and it's just kind of <laughs> flopping around in there. Are you talking about my Dodge? What's that? Are you talking about my Dodge? CV boot on his Dodge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was your ball joint that was broken. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, no, that was, that was crazy. Um, so, I mean, with, with the single pin, multi pin, because I shot multi pin for a long time and then I shot, you know, freestyle or whatever, single pin with, uh, and then I freestyle. shot a four power scope for quite a while. But if you're really wanting to shoot the most accurately you can, like gunning for 12s, you pretty much have to judge with any yard and aim at the dot, right? I mean, it's just how it is. Um, but for me, I was able to shoot single pin enough where I was within four to six points of my single pin. You know, I was able to shoot multiple pins and be, you know, within four to six points of my single pin score. But you were not a good reference for everybody else out there. Probably your, your not. Your level of shooting is much higher than almost everybody we've ever met, you know. There's yeah. you and Henry and these other guys, you know, that are elite level shooters. But, you know, the rest of us laymen that, you know, yeah. shoot as much <laughs> as Frank and I do, you know, like – it's it's very difficult to be as good as you guys were for sure. It's um like that tour cart course yesterday. I would imagine I would have been like a two twelve to two fourteen with a compound um, in the hunting class. In the hunting class yeah. with a multiple pin, I think maybe two hundred probably. I mean, I would think. I'm not saying that to make funny, Frank. You're making faces Fuck over you. there. <laughs> well, I remember the last time that you shot a comp a compound and I shot a trad bow. The last tournament we did out of Golden. You shot the hunter class and would have won the open class by a substantial margin. 
I have to say that was with an 86-pound hunting pillow <laughs> and a 30-pound hunting pack on. And you had a pack on. <laughs> Jesus. I, shot, I was I was focusing on that one. The problem I have is my heart is not in it with a compound anymore. Understandable. After 20 targets, I could give a shit how far. It was a struggle. I remember that day. I'm like, do we really want to shoot two? We go watch a movie and do some cardio. I don't even want this cheeseburger <laughs> midday. <laughs> that was the best part of yesterday. We had bacon wrap backstraps. Oh, shit. So the next thing is uh, hinge or the wrist rocket. You shot the hinge yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have shot better with a wrist rocket? Uh, man, it's hard to say. I haven't shot the trigger in a while, but yeah, I mean, probably when I was getting tired, probably I could have punched her in there, I guess. But, um, I think I'm more- Oh, you still punched her in there. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He's not lying. I do punch it from time to time. He's not really pulling any punches, is he? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, uh, I think it's easier to be more consistent with the hinge. I would say so. I'd say that's same as fingers and me with a clicker. I'm just more consistent with the clicker. But every now and then, I'm wishing like hell that clicker wasn't on there. I mean, just when I when you can't. But I let down. Fuck what? Twenty times. I let down a lot yesterday. Good. Triple click several times. A lot of triple click going on. I let down zero times. I only had to let down when Paul kept farting. I talked quite a bit of shit about Joel Turner on camera, but we learned this morning uh, we didn't have the mic on, uh, so there's no audio. But not talk shit about Joel Turner. But I was making jokes when I let down about how strong my iron mind was. Because when you have no brains, you have no headaches. That's right. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. <laughs> exactly. If there's nothing up there, it's iron. It's it's cast iron. Solid steel, really. Um, Impenetrable. Yeah. I don't – I mean, talking about it, though, some of the issues that I don't have – I don't have – I don't suffer from shot anticipation or anything like that. So my really only major issues, my release hand was a little bit goofy, and I think a lot of that was from being too far extended because yesterday, fairly clean releases, you didn't have any – major crises i don't think so <laughs> I, I didn't see you do anything you shot one low that i just think you probably should have let down oh the doll shape yeah, yeah. i mean straight in straight what? lower hoof we're talking right in the driver <laughs> that's a five <laughs> yeah 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 it was in the leg I was like, oh shit there's foam but that one uh that was a good shot like that one for i mean i i if we go up there screwing around I'd start at 40 and work my way in with a stick bow all the way into 1820. I mean, that's a real... I'd real start at 40 and work my way until I had one arrow left. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord. Talk about finishing up like a fucking asshole yesterday. Uh, went the entire day, didn't miss a target. The last two had that close pig, shot it low, got a little nervous. So I thought, I'm going to play it safe, aim at the left side of the 10 on the mountain lion, aim up the leg. Surely I won't shoot high. I missed it high. Perfect shot, too. You know Great what you did shot. is you saw that rock on the trail and you said, I don't want to hit that rock, and you rode right into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> – yep. And, I mean, skipped off the back, and uh, so I finished off strong with a zero, but whatever. I still – I can't complain. It was a good shot. I mean, it wasn't like – I mean, it's good left and right. I just – I got fucked up by that close one, but – You shot a ridiculously amazing score, so you should be totally happy with yourself. It was crazy. Yeah, no, I shot – I shoot that bow good, and I was telling you that. I just – it feels good in my hand. Um, well, you got two of them, too, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I – well, the day They're before – They're shooting pretty close to the same now, aren't they? Yeah, I had to do some screwing around. The day before, I don't know, for 30 minutes, I shot at a turkey for 40 yards and was sh- – shooting good i mean i was keeping them in there so I, i'm happy with it and uh i switched to that valkyrie system for uh up front for those skinnies just for durability and i can't that's been super that's been good because so that's a big steel sleeve 
Um, no, I got an aluminum sleeve and it's got the center pin that's hooked to the point. Mm. So the point, the center pin is super long and then it screws into the uh, front of the sleeve. So you've got all that center pin beefing up the How front of your arrow. How much weight does it add to the front of the arrow? Not much. I have the aluminums. I think it's 22 grains. Um, and then the, the point, you know, is the point because you can get them down to 175 mm. and up to 350. Is it just a reinforced arrow? Is that the yeah. whole point of it? Yep, yep. And it's... With the components of the pierce, the skinnies, they're not great. They bend real easy. So, I mean, they're just super durable. Mm. Um, so I've got, I'm pumping 250, 60, 280, 280 grains up front, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know what my front of center is. I don't ever pay attention to that. But, that um, yeah, was good. Um, so cut charts, we talked about this yesterday. Pop-tarts. Um, Pop-tarts and cut charts. Um <laughs> Frank, why don't you talk about Pop-Tarts and cut charts? <laughs> what about them? Uh, well, one thing I've learned or one thing that you've taught is a lot of times on the on the range finders, you should cut a few more a few more yards off than, uh, than it's saying. Yeah. Um, Anything past I just, 22 degrees and 70 yards shit gets squirrely. So if it's 40 yards and 35 degrees or 23 degrees and 80 yards, you need to cut a little extra off. Yeah. That's mm. a... That's an example. That's a hypothetical. Not that I would shoot an animal. Are you left talking far. substantial cutting or just a couple yards? At, for example, let's say we were shooting a 37 degree downhill. This is roughly 37 degrees, and you're shooting at 86 yards. That's what your angle comp says. That's figured off of pi, basically, the algorithm is. And so it's flawed. Um, so if you actually take a, <clears throat> I guess that'd be a clinometer an angle finder, mm-hmm. um, and you do the math, you're going to find you should cut somewhere around three extra yards off, maybe two, could even be a yard and a half. The problem is when you get at that distance, that's a miss. And so for me, and I've gotten to do it where I don't even, there's no mathematical equation. I just cut some shit off and shoot. But um, if you were shooting, I don't know, at an elk and it was bedded or standing and it was 86 yards and 37 degrees and your range finder said 86, I'd be cutting three, four yards off. Who's doing that? <laughs> no one in this table. Um, not me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still got to send it. I, that's a par four for me now. Um, <laughs> I still got two hours left on the stock. But Frank, what would you do? I might. I'm, I'm not going to send some long shot. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to say this year my goal is to not send some long shots, not to say that I won't. 50, you're... 60, 50, 40? I would say 60. I want to stay within 60 this year. Yeah. Which, But with antelope, I want to stay within 120. send it with antelope. No. <laughs> well, I'm with you. I mean, I, I probably will end up hunting with both, so I would like to not shoot as far as I've had in the past. Yeah. It's very arguable, especially after seeing all the misses yesterday, of who's right and who's wrong. Should I'm going to leave myself out of this because we know I shoot far. Should Frank or you not shoot farther? Or should the guy missing at 30 practice a hell of a lot more? Probably both, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I to truly, to be more ethical, the guy that's talking shit about you two shooting farther but can't hit shit at 30 should practice more, and you two might need to scoot close. I'm being extremely hypocritical because we all know what I would do, which is why I'm packing a recurve right now. <laughs> and I don't send it with a recurve, and I've had plenty of chances to let her buck. I just don't have... My confidence level with the compound is at a different level with the re- than the recurve. Well, yeah. of course. I mean, I'll say that 
everybody that we shoot with, whether it be Dave or Cody or Paul or I mean, just just about anybody that we shoot with, I feel like we all can shoot pretty well, pretty good, yeah. pretty good distances. It just I think it's a more of a personal thing for right. and, and for staying with like for range, Frank but, and myself an example. Like we're not out maiming things. No, <laughs> everything we've shot far has been a clean miss or a dead animal. Yeah, you know, it's not like. Oh, I had to track this thing for two days and it died from gangrene. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you're, you're very. You pick and choose your, your shots. And I guess when I say I haven't sent a forty, could be sending it, and I sent it on that that mule deer. But I had chance to chance to send it at fifty and sixty, which I can hit pretty damn good with the recurve, and I just didn't. Now, would I if I rolled up on an elk that was bedded at fifty and couldn't get any closer? Would I shoot? I, I guess I'd have to see. Probably I um, have. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's certainly the last resort or last case scenario. But I mean, yes, the other day I was shooting groups at 50 the size of a softball with a recurve. And I can't do that all the time, but it was pretty freaking pretty good. good. Um, but again. And then there was there was a couple guys there with compound bones that were fucking terrible <laughs> at 50 yards. <laughs> they right. So, the square target. Dude, literally it was it was pretty bad. So. Well, that's the thing is, you know, I've shot I shot a deer with my recurve bow at 42 yards walking. Yeah. And it just. It was walking through some cottonwoods, and I anchored and looked and picked my spot and pinwheeled that thing. And when I walked it off, I was like, wow, that was way farther than I thought it was. Yeah. Like, if you would have told me that was 42 yards, I would have never taken the shot. Yeah. But it was comfortable, and I was, you know, I was like, this thing's dead no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So, you don't, every situation's different. Yeah. You know, and all your terrain depends, and, and everything looks different, and the way the animal's acting is totally different. But... You know, like I've shot at an elk at 50 yards with my recurve bow. The bull spun. He heard the bow go off and spun like a whitetail. You know, that stuff happens. You yeah. Know, but. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, I just get this year just going to try and get super close. But every, it's, yeah, it's again, depending on the, every situation. Um, and I, I obviously at this point in time really need to work on my close shots because God for, I mean, I might have to just say fuck it and stop at 20 because I probably missed it at 10 when yesterday. I couldn't believe it. But, but unfortunately, you call something in, it could be in your lap. Well, you luckily, know. if I call something in, it's an elk and it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> a lot of calling in no mule deer. A lot of Shoot room. Shoot brown somewhere. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's funny. Well, so I about cut charts, did you used to make your own or did you use a, some sort of software? Or? Well, I made my own off of mathematical equations, yeah. But yeah. now they have software. This guy's, this guy's like, Rain no, Man. I, I called him yesterday, Matt Damon from A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> well, I was going, we were doing tech tips that have no audio um, on cut charts and all kinds of other stuff. But... It's not, it wasn't that, it just, keep in mind, we did not have this technology back in the day, right? I mean, it wasn't, you didn't have the internet, right? It was analog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And there, there, there was no roaming. No, <laughs> you didn't, there wasn't all, so when Full Moon Productions first came out, we were already doing what they did. So when that video came out and they had the forearm cut charts and then they had the angle finder glued to the side of the range finder, right? So... That we were already doing that. We were like, holy shit, this is awesome. They're, of course, they didn't hit one the first video. They didn't hit one fucking animal in the lungs, right? They were all in the dick and back and everywhere else. But, and they were sending it, I mean, far. I like and those it, videos. It, it caused a lot of controversy. Like, <laughs> I remember both sides, they're just like back and forth. And these guys, Anthony Dix didn't give a shit. He's like, whatever, right? And the one guy called Launch, they called him Paunch. There was like, that was his, his nickname was Launch. And then his undercover brother nickname was Paunch because I guess he, Hit some in the stomach. I don't know. But <laughs> watching the video, I mean, they were like basically, in a lot of people's opinion, setting a bad example for, for long distance shooting. Now, I went on a sheep hunt before 
there was angle compensation range finders. And for the life of us, you know, we're shooting. I mean, I was with this guy and he's like eight, 10 feet over its back. <laughs> Couldn't figure out. Well, figure it out. You know, it's, it was, you know, whatever, 58 yards should have been shooting it for 28 or something, right? It was just miles over its back. Well, you know, that happens. Obviously, you put two and two equals four. Hmm, we need to figure out what's going on here. Well, with a simple 90 degree angle on a piece of paper and some string and a fucking tape measure, you can figure out, hmm, yeah, straight line, actual. Oh, there's a big fucking difference here. Let's start Shoot doing it for some the math. horizontal yeah. distance, not <laughs> the vertical distance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's start doing some math. So the range finders do that for us now. It's just if you're really sending it out, if you're really sending it when you're out there at steep angle, they're off a little. Yeah. It almost seems like even at the shorter stuff, it's it can be a yard or two off. Well, Cody's range finder's two yards hot. Well, that fucked me a little. But. Yeah, yeah, he shot a little low. <laughs> yeah, that one I have, I need to I need to replace. It's a bit off too. Yeah, yeah. But I, also, you can I mean you can kind of sight in your bow to your range finder as well. In some, I do in, it totally different than you guys do because I'm old school. I don't use a I don't use a computer program for my sight tape. I Truly shoot. On. I side in out to 120. Of course, this is not with a stick bow, but I side in out to 120, make my marks, and then I just go find a tape that matches it so I've got the lines on there. Back in the day, I did that and then took a, a, a tick marks, marked them with a pencil, and then taped over it back in the day. And then Archer's Advantage came out, and that was the first program, and then there's several others now. The old school way seems like it's more exact anyway. Yeah, much more there's accurate. a lot of variance even in that um, Archer's Advantage program, seems like at least. There can be. Uh, it depends on two. A lot of guys, if you set your peep at 20 yards, you're probably creeping out the bottom of your peep at longer distance. I set my peep height at 40. Most guys don't do that. Well, I mean, think about like the difference between the wind resistance of your broadheads. They're all different, right? At 100 yards, that's going to make some sort of a difference. Well, yeah, I mean, you may be sighted in for your field tips, and yeah, your broadheads are definitely going to hit different. I mean, and that's a fact. I mean, there's so many different variables involved in that, and, and uh I just sighted in back then, and that was what I had. Um, not to say that that's right or wrong. That's just what you did. Um, so, yeah, as far as, like, the cut chart goes, there's also, when I was talking to you about the angled shots on the side hill, <laughs> the uh, – what <laughs> he starts telling me about this fucking angled shit and he's like you're not listening are you immediately this is a standard issue for you frank <laughs> <laughs> but what did you do i shot right yeah i said you're gonna shoot right on this target he's not listening to shit i have to say would you shoot 10 inches right not that far right <laughs> <laughs> 10 inches is a fucking turkey you haven't been off the turkey it you was were right. Pretty close. It was right. You were at, well. You were a five. Was it like a standing on a left slope and shooting at a right slope kind of thing? Or no, something? it was straight toes down. Right. Yeah, animal facing. You know, left to right, and generally you're gonna shoot right. So I bubble into the hillside every time. I give it extra, um, mm. a little bit to compensate for that. Um, but that's just from years and billions of arrows. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's also knowing what happens with me. You know, like whether it's my. Um, you know, there's different theories to it, but whether it's just the um, the reaction of your body, it 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 happens before the arrow re re comes out of your bow or leaves your wrist because you're at that angle, or it's just the position your wrist is gonna. You know, it's 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 gravity, I guess, or whatever is working at its best. So for me, I bubble into the hillside. I give it a little extra to be cautious. Now, Frank, I had started to mention that. 
Did you listen, Frank? <laughs> what? No, yeah. <laughs> Did you give him the finger, Frank? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not sure. Frank, how often are you listening when I'm babbling? What? Just I mean, it's, it's sort of like that. I mean, you listen sometimes, I think, and other times I can tell I've totally lost them. You guys are like either a father-son duo or a married couple-ish kind of. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's hilarious. Uh you're a horrible white father. <laughs> <laughs> white devil. Because the, there's like, we were talking about this, this totally off subject. We set up Frank to go on a double date with us last night, which he totally turned down. That's awkward. And, That's why. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but I told, said Amy wanted you to go. And I said, look, one of the reasons Jeff Lander likes me is I am Jeff Lander 15 years ago, right? Frank is me 15 years ago. Plus the brown. Uh, plus the brown. <laughs> Meaning, well, fr- Frank, I'm not saying that you're selfish, but uh, you like your own time. Because yeah. Frank would do anything. I mean, he helps out a ton. And I don't, I mean, you do a ton for us here. But if you're like, Frank, I really need help cleaning the garage. He'd be like, I'm going coyote hunting. He's going coyote hunting, right? He's not going to go clean the garage, <laughs> which is totally me 15 years ago. Not to say I'm not selfish with my time now. So yesterday, I know Amy's thinking, I cook for this guy, whatever, and all this different stuff. And Frank's thinking, I don't want to fucking go. So Frank didn't go. <laughs> well, Frank will learn to take one for the team as he gets older. Well, it was unfair of us because we just set it up and then Frank didn't. Yeah, it was like 3.30. Hey, dude, we're going to a movie at 3.50. Uh, it could have worked out for your day. advantage. Uh maybe maybe not oh lord but my 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 point is is tony clem um the one we met the other day i actually texted him after that we met saw him the other day because tony in reverse right tony was a great friend did a ton of stuff for me and i just never truly thanked him right i was young i I, he was a, a great but, I mean, the dude did a ton of stuff for me, but I didn't appreciate it. Like, I was young, right? I mean, it was dumber than shit. And I'm not saying you're dumber than shit, Frank. But, <laughs> but I texted him and said, dude, I never thanked you as I should have. Man, I you were unbelievable friend to me, and I just didn't appreciate it like I should have. And I think, I mean, while we're on here, Frank, in 15 years, you're going to have a guy 15 years younger than you, and you're going to be ready to slap him because you'll have all this knowledge. Hopefully and it's not a son. Well. <laughs> well, if you if you don't go on double dates, you're not going to have one of those. Well, and if it's his son, I, I guarantee he won't listen to you. There's hope, if he's not, but you will have all this knowledge. And the thing is, is some people have. I was the same way. You got to learn the hard way. Um, yesterday, I mean, it's totally different. Not one fucking ounce of audio and two and a half hours of videoing. We're not going to do that again. We learned that the hard way, right? Now, if someone would have told us yesterday morning, hey, make sure and watch this, would Frank and I have listened? I bet I probably would have listened maybe a little more than Frank, but yeah, probably not, right? But we're going to fucking listen now because we're— <laughs> We would have we listened to something like that. Because you only touched the stove once. That's pretty Yeah, you only touched the stove once. That's important, though. But like fr- fr- Frank, I mean, literally, uh, you'll be in, he'll be in his office and I'm talking to him about something. And like 15 seconds into it, I, I'll get this. He's looking down at his phone. I've lost him, right? He's basically politely said, I am no longer listening to you, Aaron. What you're saying See, is not important. Gauge, there's a gauge there on what how important it is. Deemed then. by you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, let's say this uh, yesterday. This is totally off subject. If I if we were and I'm getting this 
a new again with the traditional bow, right? With the clicker and the shooting. If I would have went back yesterday, if somebody said drop a quarter into a coffee cup from three feet above it over and over and over. You do it 15, 20 times into it, you're losing ADDs kicked in, you're not paying attention. Somebody goes, You do that a hundred times in a row, you get ten thousand dollars. You're fucking paying attention. To be Bill Pellegrino told me this years ago, to be competitive in competitive archery, you have to have that amount of focus on every shot. Frank, you don't fucking have that amount of focus because <laughs> you just don't well, you're not shooting tournaments, right? So it's yeah. not that big of a deal. At that time I was. Now, yesterday if we were shooting at that and I said, Hey Frank, you're gonna shoot to the right eight inches, bubbling, whatever, and we were shooting for money, I bet you probably would have paid attention a little bit more. Probably. But he didn't give a fuck, and he shot right. You know, whatever. Did you? Are you going to do it again? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Until if you miss an animal or some something has to happen, and this is what I'm getting at, which you've made jokes about it, your dad, right? Like what you've learned. Well, Steve says, you know, cut to your cut your butt, cut towards your buddy, not yourself. But things you learn in 15 years, you're going to remember these things, and you're going to try to instill this upon someone. And I hope they don't listen and they play with their phone so you'll know what I'm going through. But that's a collective of mistakes. And I I try and say that when we do seminars is it's not like I just fucking guessed this. I fucked all of it up myself almost. And when I haven't, like Trad, I just said, I don't – I just started, right? I don't know yet. Give it time. Now I will say what I have screwed up on, which has been a fair amount. But until you learn these – so let's say yesterday – that's a 280-inch mule deer, or 280s, a little bunch, 220. <laughs> a 220-inch mule like deer. It's switching to the 300 wind mat. <laughs> yeah. But a 220, and you're hunting, and it's on a side hill like that, and you shoot it dead in the shoulder, and you lose it. You're probably going to remember to bubble in the fucking hillside. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what – it's going to take that. That was the light arrow thing for me. It only took hitting one animal like that with a light arrow, and the arrow basically just stopping to where I was – See, we've lost Frank. I can tell by his eyes. <laughs> what are you thinking, Frank? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't count the number of lessons I learned from when I was racing bikes or dirt bikes or building suspension. Say, you, or you are a very accomplished uh, mountain bike, downhill mountain bike, and dirt bike rider. Well, more so on the mountain bike side. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're for us mere mortals. The shit I've seen you do on a dirt bike is pretty insane too. You can hold your own. Yeah. 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 So. On that note, if someone told you before you fucked up, you probably wouldn't listen. I never did. I mean. No, of course not. <laughs> and then when my arm is facing backwards, I was like, oh, I should have done that different. <laughs> Holy shit. I just tried to shake my own hand. Right, exactly. When I'm picking teeth up off the ground, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Dave's consequences were a lot worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The lightweight thing, you know, going back in the backcountry and then not being comfortable because you didn't bring enough shit or whatever. I mean, there's all these different things you learn over time. And on the 3D course, it's fun because as we're going through, for me, because I've shot so many 3D courses, I'll, I'll mention. I don't. Do you? Do I jam it down your throat or do I occasionally mention it? No. You occasionally mention. Are you it. an yeah. abusive father? Is that what's happening? Right now? <laughs> no, no. I mean, because I, I think that um, I would really lose him. If I like really tried to jam it down his throat, I will poke fun after because the turkey was a good example. I'm like, hey, right when we walked up, I'm like, you're going to shoot right on this target. You need to make sure bubble into the hill. Fuck it. Totally lost him. Shoots the arrow. Eight inches right. It's a five. And I'm like, 
And then you, I said something about it. He's like, you didn't say that because he's, he's joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened with Brian in the, in the, in the elk blunt when we were elk hunting about Eamon left just subconsciously. He couldn't, he couldn't do it. Not, not, not he didn't do anything wrong or right. I mean, it takes a lot to aim off a target or bubble in to the, to the hillside. So what do you think yesterday? What, what did you pull out of yesterday the most? Uh, if you're going to do check, change anything up or work on anything. No, that would probably probably be more receptive to uh, to suggestions. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, the other thing is, you probably take it for granted too, because he's got to listen to me babble all fucking day long. Yeah, well, maybe it's like, it's like a little boy who cried wolf. He's so used to you just talking shit when you actually mean something. He's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> trying to filter through what's important and what's not. What's not well? The next time I'll be like, I'll smack you in the back of the head and be like, "Hey, this one's important." But again, I mean, I have no doubt. Like, if we were shooting in a tournament or for money, you'd probably focus more. But it was just a fun shoot yesterday. Either way, though, I mean, having somebody that has the experience like you have, you gotta like even at the whole buddy buddy level and the bullshit and like you have to listen to what somebody like you is saying like there's not going to be a time when i'm shooting a compound bow and we're out shooting and you're going to tell me something and i'm going to be like oh really really that's how you do that like no i'm going to just take it as gospel you know what i mean it'd be like no different than i was like okay we're going to hit this double on the bicycle <laughs> yeah. right well we won't because i'm fucking scared shitless but on you know bicycle. what i mean like if you're yeah. like i want to learn how to jump you, yeah you I, you wouldn't be like are you sure that's how you do it yeah you know, it's the same actually thing. speaking of that uh, th- when you let me borrow that bike, I had clip-ins, and you're like, you sh- probably shouldn't use clip-ins. <laughs> I fucking used clip-ins, and I fell off a small cliff. Yeah, you <laughs> fell into the creek on Green Mountain. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He rolls up all muddy. I'm like, what happened? Did you get attacked by a mountain lion or something? He's like, I couldn't clip out. I fell over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I the same thing. When I first started mountain biking, they said, hey, loosen those up and don't take anything aggressive because you're going to eat shit because you're not used to it. Now, now I can clip in and out pretty quick, but... At first, they were like, hey, just have uh, baskets or whatever. Use the baskets. Or the one guy was like, use the big platform clip-ins and just don't clip in, whatever. And the first time I did, of course, I had them clipped in too tight. And I, I ate shit and bikes attached to me for quite a ways. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's what he's talking You're about. upside down like a turtle with a bike attached to your feet still. Well, we went to Whistler once. And um, I, uh, you know, have you been to Whistler? Mm-hmm. Well, when it says like the different levels, they mean it. Fuck it. It's <laughs> no, they don't mean it. It's a, you know how you like have a spine chart? Yeah. You fucking step up a spine. If it says like, oh, yeah. But when they say black diamond, they don't mean, I think I'm really good at this. I should try this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's the one with the planks? Uh, they got a lot of the bridges and shit. There was one of those that said like medium, but it was uh, not medium. It was um like a blue. Yeah, it was fucked. No. It was worse than that? Well, obviously I thought I was better than I was because I had to walk around shit. I mean, and there's guys, though, when you go up, if I if there's one place I wish I could go photograph is Whistler when all you guys are up there because they do shit that is, to me, unworldly. Like, I fucking cannot believe the things you guys do. And I'm like, like the one guy's coming down off the helicopter you can't it, there's a fucking 40 foot rooster tail shooting off behind him a dust when he's coming down and i'm like i would be freaked the fuck out but the, i mean it was crazy now when i the cannondale prophet with the lefty that was a big one the gemini those are the bikes i had um at that time and uh who's the guy that rode for cannondale back then 
uh, really well-known downhill guy. Uh, Cedric Gracia? Gracia, yeah. He he was a big one or whatever. And again, if I could go back in time, I had a dude that just told me, he said, just buy a fucking average bike and go ride it. Like, dude, you're not built. You're not going down. You know, and I'm buy, I bought a Gemini. What the fuck am I going to do with 18 inches of travel up front, right? I'm not jumping off anything. And then, You're not really built like a cyclist per se. No. I was in the Clydesdale <laughs> class when we raced. I would right? imagine. Yeah. And, uh. I should have just bought a normal bike and went rode it around. That's all I really did anyway, but occasionally I would do something stupid and fall. But if I would, I would listen, I would have saved a lot of money in, in bikes, right? Because I bought a Gemini, a Profit, and then I got a, not a stump jumper. Which the, what, what, There's a rock hopper, a stump jumper, and something else. Uh, I can't an, remember. An enduro, maybe? I can't remember. Um, where now, I don't even ride a fucking bike. You're sitting in the garage. I, I don't think I'll ever ride it again because um, I'm so afraid of wrecking and not being able to bow hunt. What happened to Danny? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't schedule any motocross races close to hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I no. conscious, like, you know, last year I blew my ACL, MCL, and PCL out. And yeah. And that was this time of year, and I was like, man, I might have to get a fake knee to go hunting. This sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Your it's knee was crazy. about the size of a basketball. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. And you don't take pain pills much, do you? Never. No. Yeah. I just bite sticks and Fuck, you know, I tell you put, what, I, take I just put all that hate inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, no, funny. I eat Advil like vitamin I. I, I yeah. I'm pretty hard on the advil train but that's about it yeah i um i take ibuprofen right now infrequently but um it's generally my elbows are fucked i know too much steroids whatever curling too much heavy weights frank you're holding up you what do you you got your ankles you got a little bit too limber ankles you twist ankles a little bit <laughs> have rubber ankles i've seen <laughs> I did, he, when we were deer hunting he went man down with a pack on it was pretty funny <laughs> I have seen you go. There was a couple of times me jumping over creeks and him go, wow. And then I hear him try it and just. Dude, <laughs> fucking last year we're scouting and he jumps. There's these fucking rock. It looks like Mario. Ma- fucking Mario and Luigi and shit. This motherfucker's jumping from rock to rock. I'm like, damn, that was pretty sick. First fucking jump. Boom, I'm in the creek. <laughs> well, we were with the. Well, I don't know. I think mentions he's a seal. And uh, that there's a, a spot where you have to take this three foot leap and it is you'll die if you miss it and you land on it's about half this width right so you're hopping uh, over this big canyon and uh i jump this thing with the spotter and the tripod to get out on this rock platform to glass and i hear behind me oh fuck oh i, I wasn't expecting that oh you're you're pretty fucking spry for a big guy um and i look back and he's on his hands and knees he's like don't fucking photo me. Don't photo me. And uh, he gets warmed up and he, he makes sure and jumps back across it. So he proves his manhood. But I think that's from birth. Like, I think I'm pretty spry, right? I've got pretty good balance. And then we go, you and I, Dave. Dave's got some good fuck. fucking balance, yeah. It's, it's a, you walked across something the size of a Copenhagen lid off a fucking roaring creek. It was with wet. The, well, yeah, that was wet. With no walking stick and a pack on and shit in your hand. And you're like, yeah, I've done a little river dancing. I just walked across. And I don't mean on the log. I just walked across the river. (laughs) Well, that just comes from fly fishing since I was a kid up in Alaska and stuff. I mean, you get used to stepping on slippery stuff. You get acquainted to anything, you know. 
Yeah, I get acquainted of falling in on that. That was crazy. But <laughs> well, like Jeremy, old, fell old boy in that there. fell in and almost got trapped under the log jam, lost his pistol. That was Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. was gnarly. That's where I took that teepee photo of it snowing. That's the same trip you were out there, balls deep in the water, fishing, and got with a tin car and got knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> so, have you figured out what boat you're going to hunt with? Which recurve yeah. or compound recurve? Uh, no, I, I, I typically am. I like bows so much. I'll hunt with two or three bows a season. Yeah. You know, they're all my bows shoot so similar. I can go shoot them one time and you ready to roll. And, yeah. I mean, I'm, I can shoot a, go out and shoot a 340. Yeah. You know, with every bow that I own, um, more or less. And like last year, I hunted three weeks with the recurve and didn't have it. I had a, I got to full draw a couple times. And then the last week, I brought out the compound. Um, and, you know, didn't have any luck. Um, but, this year, I don't know. It depends. It depends on where I draw and what you know what the scouting looks like and things like that. Yeah, no, for for sure. And then compound. I've got a Synergy Hybrid, um, seventy pounder. Are you liking that thing? I do like that thing a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that bow a lot. It just holds really well and it's really dead in the hand. I, it shoots really, really well for me. You know, but I'm not really a compound connoisseur. Yeah. You know, I've had a handful of them, and they're all the big axle to axle bows. So. They all seem pretty similar, but you know, I'll, I'll shoot one of the Hawks or one of the Chastains for sure. Yeah. You know, I shot that big pig down in Texas with that Chastain. I really like that bow and, uh, they you just shoot that one pretty good. Yeah. They just kind of have an inherent mojo around here. I think there's been more elk killed with a, with a Wapiti with recurve wise around Colorado than any other bow there is, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, with my limited experience in the pile of bows in my garage right now, there are certain bows that you certainly I can't shoot. There's just some that I just flat can't shoot. And uh, then there's other bows that I shoot that Rampart really well. I shoot a Bob Lee well. I shoot the the Palmer really well. But I, what I was surprised on though the Widow is it is there is I got a hundred emails and messages of you'll never shoot a different bow. I got every bit of that saying you'll never shoot that bow. I mean it with Black Widow I found it's got like a love hate type of a relationship. I think a lot of that's the aesthetic of them, you know. I think a lot of people don't care for the the red and the the you know, the the forward handle. I think it's just an aesthetic thing. And I think it might be like a western hunter versus southern a southern thing cuz they're historically a tree stand Missouri, right? I was just going to say I 100% <laughs> because but you know, my buddies are like there's not many people out west and hunt with a widow and every a back east. I mean, they're the largest, I think, largest traditional archery company. Um I w- Randy Cooling, I think, said it best. He goes, I can look at 100 recurves, not know what they are. You know when somebody's shooting a fucking widow. Yeah, for sure. Basically. I mean, they have, it, a, they have a very distinct signature. And I like the way it looks personally, but I think Paul said three <laughs> times, he goes, man, I love that bow, but it's fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they have a little NASCAR look to them, for sure. Like if you put a 43 on the side of one in bright orange paint, no one would think it wasn't. <laughs> oh. See, I, I like that one. Well, I, I mean, I like it personally. Like I've always liked them, but the first ones I got, I didn't like it. I couldn't shoot it. That grip was such a huge deal. I went to their, from their standard down to their low wrist is what I have now. And I, that fits me super well, but also I think forgiving one. It's got a nine and an eighth brace height. I mean, pretty freaking forgiving. Um, so yeah, I I was excited to shoot it as well as I I did. And I mean, I shot even the first round, which I didn't shoot very well. I still shot. Still did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I still shot in the seventies. The first 
round. So I, yeah, I shot good and I shot a hell of a lot better the second round, even with a zero. So I was excited, but I, you know, the biggest thing I was excited, I didn't have any left and right. So I had one left. Well, that coyote downhill, I got to get used to that, that one too. Was, that one was tough anyway. Wolf, it, just, it, was, it was dark down in that bottom. You're shooting from the top in yeah. the light. Yeah. Well, I think a shadows. lot of it, I think, you know, you get comfortable with one bow, you know, like I like bows a lot and I, I would shoot 15, 20 points better at every shoot if yeah. I shot one bow. One, yeah. But I like all the different bows and I tinker and change arrows and strings and it's, that's, that's half the enjoyment for me, for sure. That's the other thing too. I got that mountain muffler bow string. It's got that big hairy muff on each end of it. That did make that bow dead silent. <laughs> I mean, that bow is quiet, but you do have hairy muffs on either side of your bow, but, but who gives I, a shit? Not me. I'm like, I mean, cause that bow was quiet. Um, I mean, you have so, a clicker on your bow. I mean, yeah. like you don't really care, but like who gives a shit? Yeah. I got to wrap that thing with electrical tape or something. Cause it's, I, you know, I mean, on for elk or something, I don't know that it'd matter that much, but the last thing I want is Alberta or on a cliff edge and click. Yeah. We don't want that. So I got to get that thing quieted down, but that clicker definitely has, has helped me quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, how I, quiet can you get those things? Pretty quiet. Sounds like pretty dang quiet. Well, as Matt Davis would say, quiet as a fleet fart. Oh, cuss. <laughs> Got down, sit on a bench. Those guys wrap uh, the the loop part of the Velcro around them. Yeah. And they th- they say they can just feel it. Yeah. Feel the click. And that's what I would like to get to. And, and uh, Randy told me today, Cooling said, get the double-sided um, squishy tape. You can do that. Um, you can get um, the, the Velcro. You can do electrical tape around them. I just, I'm not going to worry about it too much right now, but I know my bow A is dialed, so bow B is going to get shot now, and then we're going to go up. Actually, if you want to go, I think Sunday is what we were talking about, Sunday? Yeah, weather's supposed to be good and shoot the course up there Sunday and make sure bow B is good because I really don't want to go. I want to make sure everything's dialed, like we go to New Zealand or we go Mm. to wherever. Are you guys off for a hunt soon? We go to BC for bear, and then New Zealand, and then uh, Colorado stuff. Well, something in August, possibly. We got it. Yeah, there's several things in the works. Um, we might go down, and uh, we might get a bunch of us together and go down and hunt sheep or pigs or some. I don't know in Texas in April because I want to kill some more shit. But sheep. Um, those uh, what are they called? Barbary. Bob Marley sheep. Barbary. Barbary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Or move. Yeah. Nah, I don't think. Yeah, some they kind look, of they have that Bob Marley looking shaggy hair. Yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah, the um, yeah, it'll be good because, I mean, for that or whatever, and it's not that much money. I mean, that bacon wrap backstrap, I cannot eat enough of that shit. Although my hands were swollen from the sodium the next day, so <laughs> you know, I thought that seventeen hundred dollar processing bill was bad. But we look at how much meat we got. I'm gonna kill the fucking planet next year. I mean, yeah, my freezer's getting empty, and I put an antelope and two deer in there this year and it's empty because the thing is that the meat is so amazing and you want to share it with your friends that don't hunt or yeah you yeah, know yeah. whatever so you know like you, you run through it way quicker than you think you ever will well frank and i eat like three small children poor amy i mean what do you think we go through i mean and meat a lot of meat probably 80 pounds a month <laughs> a lot of fucking meat, dude. Are we, all, are we all gonna have colon problems? <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, I plugged up both shitters the other day in here. It was bad. I mean, <laughs> dude, that's serious. <laughs> Within an hour, <laughs> they were both fucking <laughs> mixing out of some fiber. <laughs> well, I, that's the thing. I'm taking. So I take uh, that that on it. Um, it's basically like a, a daily pill pack, um, and then I take krill oil, 
probiotic and uh, turmeric curcumin. That basically you just shorten that down to poo, like 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 that's this is just the, the poo button. And I mean, it's like not too hard, not too soft. You don't have to wipe. It's I mean, <laughs> don't even have to wipe. It's a walk away. You just walk away. Yeah, you just can't plan it any better. Uh, it makes your day. I'm all warm and happy when I'm done. Nobody else is because they can't use the bathroom. But poor Frank. Perfect. We get Big Mike. You seen Big Mike? Yeah. Big Mike, he'll 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 crush it shitter quick. Um, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for this building. But Frank, we've lost you. You're playing <laughs> with your phone. No. What's we are, going we on are talking there? about poop. <laughs> That's true. It uh, it is amazing how some people. I think the more you get into like crazy fitness, the more you talk about poo. Um, yeah, it's true. You talk about all, like I got this rash. You know, like when yeah, like people like the the boundaries of what's okay to talk about <laughs> when you get super competitive in some sport or whatever. Uh, they just go out the window. The rash. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is. You know, like oh, does this look normal? Or, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my neck is swollen. Do you, do you does remember this that on uh, uh, Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo? No, he's like, look at this. <laughs> he's talking about that rash. <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah. So, um, shit, we've been on an hour. So let's, uh, Frank, we'll go with you first. What is your main priority for this hunting season? Are you going to change up anything after so far from what uh, what we've what we've got going on for yeah. practice? I just like to practice 3D more. I mean, we sh- we've been shooting a lot of indoors, but this is going to be a good opportunity to get more realistic shooting in. So yeah, I think a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good opportunity to be able to shoot more. Cause we had, we didn't shoot very much 3d last year. No. So no. And we're doing plenty of training and stuff like that. So I think we got a good kind of combo going now between training and cardio and shooting and all that stuff. You're so. going to keep shooting the same arrows you think for hunting and just dial that in. Yeah. I'm going to shoot that same setup for hunting. I got my white bow that I'm going to set up for target just to screw around with, but I'm going to shoot that. That's that racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dave, same question. Ooh. I mean, I need to probably just pick a bow <laughs> <laughs> and shoot that one bow. But, yeah, I got to I gotta figure out that setup. As far as changing stuff for hunting, I need to – I think I need to adjust the way I elk kind of bit. You know, since I'm fairly new to it, you know, I, I typically just go to tree line and try to find them and then stalk them that way. You know, I didn't grow up doing it, so I don't have the most confidence in sneaking around in the in the timber and and you know calling. But I think I want to do a little bit more running and gunning and bugling and just cover ground. I think that this year, even if I don't draw and I just hunt over the counter, I'm gonna I'm gonna not even spike camp. I'm gonna keep my camp on my back and try to go from point A to point B kind of thing. And yeah. And hunt like that. I'm just going to change the way I hunt, and hopefully, hopefully, I can just settle down on one bow. It's hard when they're a pile of them staring at you, though. But I'm, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm trying to get to the one <laughs> bow, which is fastest, which I think I've got it now. Um, just because I'm a one, but like the 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 buffaloes, you know, I just mm-hmm. one. I'm a one bow guy. Like that's a bit one arrow, one bow, one broadhead as much as possible, um, just to simplify things. But everyone's different. There's nothing wrong with any of them i just for for me mostly too i'm green right you're i'm just doing, getting started you're doing a billion different hunts too so yeah. i mean the last thing you need to be worried about is is thinking about a bow I yeah mean, you're going to be in different places hunting different things and you know i've got plenty of time i'm going to hunt in colorado yeah you know so i've got a month worth of hunting and that's about it so Did anybody hear that whistle booger? <laughs> yeah. you got the nose whistle going 
I got yeah, rid of it when gone. I squeezed my nose. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, though. Um, and I think, really, the, this year we're trying to, training-wise, one long hike a week, like six, eight miles, um, you know, gym, multiple short hikes, like the Fire Road Tower Trail, that shit. And then shooting, for me, like I think with that clicker on, I'm going to have to shoot a lot less to get a lot more and get a lot more out of it. Um, just cause I mean, I get more, I mean, it's, it's, it's better, um, uh, better. Sure. Yeah, if more, I shoot every proficient. day, my shooting goes downhill bad. Yeah. I need to skip a day in between at least. And yeah. then, then my shooting stays up higher level for sure. Yeah. Frank, Indeed. any parting thoughts? <laughs> no. Nothing? I don't think so. Oh Lord. Ladies, are you back on the market, Frank? I guess so. Right. He turned it down last night. Dang it. To do laundry. I had a shitload of laundry to do. I had, did. To do. I had some cleaning to do. You need to lower your standards and up your odds, Frank. <laughs> it's kind of like hunting. Yeah, I guess you're either going right. to have low standards and be really good, or you're going to have high standards and just not score all the time. <laughs> just like Tom says, don't pass up on day one what you'd shoot on the last day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's our parting thoughts.